Hello and welcome to the Entrepreneur Risk Givers Podcast. The podcast where we interview entrepreneurs who are willing not only to take risks for themselves and their businesses, but who are also willing to risk helping others. Now sit back and listen to entrepreneurs just like you who are giving back to their communities in big ways. Here's your host, Mike Wiest. This is Mike Wiest. I want to just welcome everyone to Retreat Week. Thanks for being here and listening. Retreat Week is a little bit different. If you've been listening to the episodes so far, then you're getting a real taste of what this show is about. It's all about helping other people. It's about taking a risk to help people around us, not just looking at our own interests, but looking at the interests of others in that way. And so if you've listened to the interview weeks, if you've listened to a challenge week, you've already heard the community taking up these small challenges and seeing what a, what a big impact it can make when a lot of people take on these small challenges. And so it's all about helping others. But we want to take a break once a month. We want to sort of step back from all of that and do a self-inventory. And that's what we're calling Retreat Week. And so that's what this episode is. This is a Retreat Week episode. We're going to step back, and I know we all want to think about how we can help others and make the world a better place, but this is the week where we step back and we do a self-inventory and we just ask ourselves, are we doing okay? Making sure that we don't burn out and so that we still are able to reach out and help other people. Now, In order to do that, the very, very best way, I've recruited some help. I want to get a lot of different perspectives on this, not just ideas from my own brain. And so today, we are so very happy to have Melissa Knighton with us. How are you doing, Melissa? I'm great. Thank you, Mike. We've invited Melissa, and we're going to be inviting several experts on our retreat week episodes just to kind of talk to our community a little bit about how we can make sure we're taking care of ourselves while we're also trying to reach out and help others. Now, since this is the very first time I've ever had Melissa on the show, I do want to also sort of make sure that everyone that's listening knows a little bit about who she is and what she does. And then we'll see if she can give us a couple little tips here towards the end of the episode. But Melissa, why don't you, if you don't mind, give us a little bit of information about who you are, your background, anything at all you'd like to tell us about what you do. Uh, Just help us get to know you a little bit. Great. Thank you. Like Mike said, my name is Melissa and I, I teach yoga up here in the Summit County community. I teach both a volunteer-based yoga and I work for a couple of different studios. I have kids at home. I homeschool my two daughters. And so I find that having a regular schedule is very difficult. In addition to my volunteering, I managed to find a lot of joy in subbing for some pretty well-known teachers up here. I find that I can really set my own schedule when I do that because it's a hard thing to step into somebody else's shoes, especially a beloved teacher. So the past couple of years since I got my certification, that's been my challenge to myself is to step into those spaces as much as possible. And that way I can kind of pick and choose my own schedule because I find that with homeschooling, I need to stay very flexible. But with the volunteering, I I teach yoga to the medical staff at a clinic up here on their lunch breaks, which is just a 30 minute quick refresher during the day. And it's amazing how much you can do in 30 minutes. 
Yeah, sometimes we think we need like to set aside a whole day or something for a retreat, but mm-hmm. 30 minutes can really make a difference. You see that on a, on a, is that a weekly basis that you do that? It was. I was doing that weekly. Um, right now things are all locked down, so I'm not, I'm not doing that. And I just hope we were able to, we were able to do it for over a year. So I'm hoping that what I was able to share, they're able to carry it throughout their time, especially since this is a little more stressful right now. Yeah. And depending on when you're listening to the show, if you're listening in the future, just to clarify what lockdown is, we're, we're right in the middle of this in this virus that's sort of taking over everything. And so we've been sort of in lockdown for that. Uh, Melissa's not actually in lockdown <laughs> at the <No>. moment. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, what an amazing thing. I mean, it, it's a tool, not only to have those 30 minute breaks during the day, but to hope, like you said, to hopefully now be able to do that when you're sort of stuck by yourself at home, to be able to do some of that for yourself. What a great tool that would be. Right, right. I find that I can start my morning with a short meditation and it doesn't look like you would think. It's not like I'm sitting in the middle of a room. (laughs) Usually I'm lying on my back with my feet touching the floor and just a nice way to become present in my body. And then, like you said, doing a few yoga poses, maybe just 30 minutes. Sometimes it's a little bit longer, but that creates an awareness that just getting out of bed and making breakfast, you don't achieve. So it has been nice to carry that through into my life, even when I'm not teaching. Oh yeah, I I bet. And so for somebody that's listening, um, somebody who maybe got on this on this uh, podcast originally because they're an entrepreneur or because they want to see people make a difference and they're like, wait, what's this retreat week all about? What is it about? Maybe they've not done yoga or they've not taken a minute to, to meditate. Talk to us maybe for a second about like some of the benefits you've seen in yourself with that or because you've alluded to that or even with some of the clients that you've mentioned, what are some benefits to this? Like, what do you feel? What do you experience? Why is it worth doing this? Well, um, so the word yoga means yoke, and it really indicates a connection, a connection between your breath and your body, or a connection between your heart and your body. You were mentioning community earlier. Yoga can be a connection between yourself and your community, depending on how you're practicing it. So yoke And then to me, that also means integration. So yoga helps weave together all the bits and pieces of life. It's not just about stretching, and it shouldn't be just about stretching because there needs to be muscular integration. So there's physical benefits. You know, if you wake up every day and you kind of have a little sequence that you do, over time, you'll notice things start to feel good in your body, you know, and we all want to feel good in our body. If you can integrate the breath and all that means is connecting breath to movement. So on your inhale and exhale, you move on the inhale, release on the exhale. By doing that, you, one of the benefits of using breath is just, it's a clarifying thing. When we respirate, our cells breathe. Lastly, by connecting breath to movement, we create an awareness. And when you're aware during your yoga practice, and that's what it is, it's a practice, you can carry that throughout your day. So if you're 
the type of person that might ruminate or you're the type of person who gets caught up in a lot of drama and a lot of intensity, if you're aware that that's happening to you, you can catch yourself and return to that breath work or return to that deep breathing. It doesn't have to be yoga. You don't have to, or it doesn't have to be the asana practice. You can just return to that. (sighs) What you're saying makes a lot of sense to me. You're saying that if you do that, on a daily basis, if you, you said it's a practice, right? And so if you mm-hmm. do that practice on a daily basis, then you're physically, your, your body's getting used to that and it, it becomes, it learns that practice. But, but then what I, I hear you tell me if I'm wrong, but what I hear you saying is that that's true, not just with our, our bodies getting to know those poses, but it's also our minds coming back to a place of maybe being centered or a place of, uh, remembering to breathe or awareness. Th- that's the word that you've been using, that awareness. I love that idea that we'd all just be a little bit more aware of how we're feeling and breathing. And am I overstating that or is that what you're... You're totally right. And it's funny because as we were talking just now, I felt myself using those practices. So when I couldn't think of how I wanted to word what I was just saying, I started getting a little nervous. And so I used my breath I put my feet on the floor, feel your feet on the floor, feel your bottom in the chair and breathe. And then I was like, oh, okay, back to my presence, being present in the body. Yeah. So just being able to be aware of your own physical reactions to your environment can help you come back to that normal state more easily than getting spun out and getting confused and then getting angry or overreacting. Well, this is why I'm so glad you're, you're on the program today because I'm not an expert with, with so much of this kind of thing. I carry a lot of tension like in my shoulders and I don't breathe and I carry it like in my body and I end up giving myself problems and soreness and that sort of thing. So I just, I, I know and I can sense this, the, the importance of, of breath and just that kind of awareness that you're talking about. Part of why you got into yoga, I assume then is, is for you to be able to keep staying centered like you're talking about. And there's a big, is, is there a big, uh, the sort of personal decision to, to do yoga or was it sort of just about being able to teach others? Well, it's funny. I, I've been practicing yoga for about 20 years and it's definitely evolved. When I first got into it, it wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with being centered or aware or present. It was just because the gym that I was going to offered a yoga class. And it was very funny because when I showed up for this first class, they had a substitute and she had never done yoga. (laughs) So we ended up doing some stretching and, you know, I was like, oh, okay. And, and then maybe a, Maybe about a year later, I received as a gift video by a very popular yoga instructor in the 90s. Anyone who was into yoga in the 90s knew Rodney Yee. And that's when I was first introduced to the actual asana. And asana means poses. And it, it is important to know that the asana is only one part of what yoga is. Okay, so when most people think about yoga, they do think about the poses. But there's an actual eight-part wheel in my practice, or other people see it as a ladder, that makes up the whole philosophy of yoga. For our purposes today, I'll keep it pretty simple and just talk about more of the meditation and the asana. 
so yeah, as, as the years went by, I stayed in the practice mainly for physical reasons. You know, you feel it not only feels good, but it's a really good way to get strength training into your day. If you're not into lifting weights, it's like, oh, well, I can use my body for strength training. And so that was something I did for years until I came, we moved to Utah and I discovered the Anyasara yoga practice, which is what I practice today. And Anyasara actually has a whole philosophy behind it. The word means to step into the flow. And I love that metaphor for life. And I love that metaphor as it applies to my journey, but you can apply that to anybody's path. We're all just drifting along here. We can try to have control. We can try to put barriers in place, but we're all just <laughs> floating along. <laughs> yeah. I think we really see that now, you know, again, depending on when you're listening to this episode, um, the truth of what you're saying is really, really obvious right now that we're all sort of stuck and don't have a lot of choices in our homes because of this virus and all of that. Right. Another concept in the yoga philosophy is surrender. And that is more necessary right now than it. Well, I think it's always necessary, but sometimes you're forcefully reminded that you're going to need to surrender at some point. You cannot control your whole world all the time. Yeah. So um, what comes with that? Do you, what's your experience? Because for somebody who's listening and they're holding on super, super tight and they don't want to let go, what's the benefit of that? Because I, I think it would maybe sound scary to a lot of people who aren't yeah. used to that. Like what's the benefit of letting go? I mean, do you mm -hmm. have an answer for that? I think just you open yourself up to possibility. So if you try to tightly control every aspect of your life, every aspect of your family, of your business, then you're not allowing for the thousands of different possibilities that can manifest by surrendering. And I also believe that it's either, it's either going to be your choice to surrender or you're going to be handed some lessons that will force you to surrender. So right now, a lot of people are being handed a lot of really difficult lessons, and they're having to let go of some of that control. So for, for me, I, again, I just, I can really relate to what you're saying because I struggled a couple of years ago with some serious burnout where I was really trying to hold my whole situation together. I guess all I can speak to is my experience, but when I tried to hold everything together, the amount of stress it created ultimately caused me to sort of crash and burn and just burn out in, in what I was doing there. Again, that's, I guess, one of the reasons why I'm having you and ultimately be having a few others on these retreat weeks is, is for that very purpose. Because I think, and this is true with everybody, it's true with entrepreneurs for sure, that we, we never stop. We just go, go, go. And if we don't stop and take a breath, have a little awareness about our, the world around us and let go of some of that stress, then ultimately that stress, you didn't say this, but I inferred it'll, come back to get you, maybe with your health even, it'll come back in some form or format if we don't take the time to do that, I guess, if, we, if we're not willing to let go. Right. Well, and I think that if you can surrender some of the control you have, you'll create time and time opens up the possibility of creativity. So if we're constantly striving and going, 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 you're right. We're going to get to a point where we just burn out. 
And there's this um, concept in yoga called tapas, and it's the fire, okay? And fire can take several different forms. And if you think about a slow burning log that you can put in your fireplace and let it burn all night and keep you warm, that's great. But if you burn it too quickly, it's gonna burn up and burn out. And I think a lot of people who are working for themselves, entrepreneurs, that's something that they're at risk for. So you have to protect the flame, you have to conserve the flame and by stepping back a little bit by surrendering letting go of some control you have opened that possibility up for yourself to be able to lean into new opportunities yeah that's so good because i i think it occurred to me that someone listening to even have permission to do that would be important permission to to slow burn yeah. <laughs> and what you're saying there, you, you're saying a lot better than I am, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but to have, to have that kind of permission to do it. I just think sometimes when we're working ourselves to death, we don't feel like we have permission to take that break, have that awareness, find that breath. We feel like we have to keep going. We feel guilt maybe if we stop and, and hopefully, right. hopefully mm-hmm. somebody will listen and say, Oh, I have permission to take a break here. Maybe even just for 30 minutes, like your, your people you were helping you must give yourself permission because otherwise you won't be as fruitful. This time of the year, especially, I like to think of the metaphor of a seed and a seed, a seed has to rest before it can do its work. So last fall, I was talking to a landscaping friend of mine and she said, you know, it's good to put the seeds out before the snow because then they can rest over the winter. And I was thinking about that in regards to these cycles and these sequences, because a seed really has to remember who it is. But to do that, it has to rest. And then once it remembers in the spring, it gets to do its job. It gets to grow. It gets to bloom. And people are a lot the same way, because if we just constantly push and push and push and never give ourselves time to do the rest. We don't have those bursts of creativities because there's no room and no space to cultivate that. Yeah. Yeah. So resting is almost part of the job or it's a part of doing the job the best way. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why we let go. Well, very cool. I guess we've been on longer than I anticipated here. And so um, we probably need to wrap it up, but is there anything you want to leave us with? I mean, is there a, you have a, a tip or do you have some charge for us or some encouragement for us just maybe this next week as we're, Uh, rush around and trying to get everything we need to get done, done. Is there anything you tell us just as an encouragement to end the episode today? Sure. I'd like to kind of speak to what's happening right now. You and I have both alluded to the fact that we're all kind of experiencing this pause right now. There's a concept called lying fallow. And I came across it when I was journaling about what we've been talking about, surrender, planting, creativity, Lying fallow is when land is kept uncultivated for a few seasons. It's where soil is allowed to rest in between plantings so it can be more fruitful. And I just have a quick thought that from a philosopher named Ton Lemaire um, that I'd like to read, if that's okay? Absolutely. Go for it. Okay. It's called Lying Fallow. Lying fallow consists of a peculiar mixture of passivity and activity, 
directed toward the outside world, while at the same time being directionless, aimless, and embraced with abandon. It is characterized by openness, availability, alertness, and attention, which renounces the impulse to control or change things. It is an active-passive attitude that concentrates on emptiness and decomposition, enabling it to be open to the fullness of the moment, the here and now. Lying fallow is a fertile ground for inspiration and creativity. Just when you are no longer fixed on the results, when your will is temporarily switched off and your consciousness left free to roam, then inspiration can arise from deep within as a gift and an attitude, and the ideas can begin to stream. So like I said, that is from Tom Lemaire. He's a Dutch cultural anthropologist and writer. And I just think that that essay sums up so much of what people are going through right now. I think a lot of people are simmering, are marinating in these ideas that they're having, and they might be experiencing a little bit of frustration. We all need to remember that there are seasons, that they're sequencing. This is all going to change again and again and again. That's a wonderful thing to share with us today. Especially again, like you said, for those who are listening and it's and we're still going through all this and stuck at home, I think that's really awesome advice and uh, appreciate you sharing that with us. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thank you so much for being on our show today. Hopefully we can talk you into coming back here, but we won't put you on the line for it. Really appreciate you being on the episode today. And I'm sure that our audience has been really encouraged by the things you've had to share with us. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts and join the conversation on social media at Risky Givers. Also check out our website, riskygivers.com. This has been the Entrepreneur Risk Givers Podcast with your host, Mike Wiest. Hope to see you next time.